Welcome to the Ag Future Podcast, presented by Alltech. Join us as we explore the future of farming, food, and nutrition. After you read or hear this interview, you may never look at an egg quite the same way. Dr. Kayla Price is Poultry Technical Manager for Alltech Canada. Dr. Price joins us from Ontario to talk about eggshell quality and why that matters. Thanks for being with us, Dr. Price. Thank you for having me. And for this discussion, we're focusing on the outside of the egg. Let's first go to the basic question, what is eggshell quality? What does that mean? So I think eggshell quality means different things to different people. And when we focus on the outside of the egg specifically, we're looking at things like um, the eggshell thickness, what is the eggshell strength, um, how difficult or on the other side, how easy is it to actually break that egg? And then what does that egg look like in terms of is there dirty spots on it um, or anything else to that effect? And and the external quality is very different than the internal quality. But for this one, we're just focusing on the outside of the egg. And do the uses of eggs vary according to how they are graded? Yes, absolutely. So if you look at the grading system, and it's it's only a little bit different if you go from where I'm from in the Canadian grading system versus where many other folks come in the U.S. or even if you think about globally. But there's some um, basic commonalities between them. So we're looking at eggs of different sizes, which can go from peewee or small, all the way up to large, extra large or jumbo. And most of what you see that comes to the table is going to be in that large size, whereas the other sizes may help in terms of going into some other style of eggs, whether we're looking at eggs that come in cartons, so they're already cracked versus the eggs that would be table eggs. And then you also have your lower graded eggs where they may have a small crack on them or a small dirt spot, but the inside is still usable. And those ones can be pasteurized or uh, very simply cleaned, so to speak. And these ones can be used in your breaker eggs or your eggs that, that would be in the cartons, so already broken. Are there specific strategies for developing quality shells of different sizes? So for something like that, in general, the hen is always going to be laying the same parts of of the egg, whether that egg is going to be small, whether that egg is going to be large or extra large. So when we talk about eggshell quality, we're really just talking about it in general. We really want that hen to be getting the nutrients and the management that she needs in order to build the shell of that egg. Now, that being said, with the hen, she's laying the same amount of shell components, whether she's young and laying a small egg, or whether she's olding and older and laying a larger egg. So in that bird that is older or towards the extra large, that same amount is going to cover a different amount of space versus that same amount on a small egg. But again, at at the end of the day, it's really just trying to look for the same kind of management, regardless of the size of that egg, because you're really looking to avoid those undergrade eggs, which are your dirty eggs or your cracked eggs. Okay. Now, if I'm going after a premium quality egg, what are the essentials that I need to take into consideration? So for a premium quality egg, I guess when I start thinking of the word premium, I'm really looking for an egg that is going to be 
have a good hard shell to it, so will not break easily. So it won't break when it's at the farm, won't break when it's moving to the processing plant, and ultimately won't break when it's in the carton before we, we try to break that egg as it goes onto the plate. So we're looking for that outside eggshell quality just as much as that internal quality, making sure that the yolk looks good and the egg white looks good. So in terms of the essentials, there's a couple of things. You can start looking at the nutrition of the bird, what is going into making that eggshell just as much as the internal side. But you also have to start thinking about management, um, the health of that bird, how old is that bird and what needs to be changed depending on the age, just as much as the environments and to a small component, the genetics as well. But the things that we can actually make a change to would certainly be nutrition, management, health, environment. When or at what point in the stages of a bird's life cycle should the producer start thinking about egg development and eggshell quality? I think that's a really interesting question because when people start thinking about um, eggshell quality, the first thing that they go to is when the hen actually starts laying that egg, which is at least halfway, if not three quarters, no, actually I would say about halfway through her full lifespan. And at this point, if you start looking at eggshell quality only halfway through, then you're really only capturing essentially half of, of what it could be. So I think it's really important and maybe to start moving that conversation to when that pullet or the hen really starts to actually be placed in her housing system um, all the way through that pullet or that growing or rearing phase before she starts hitting the age of maturity to be producing an egg and then also continuing it through. The idea being that you're setting that bird up right um, so that you can build proper body conformation, uh, skeletal development, which are all going to have an impact on your eggshell or the eggshell quality, the shell thickness and so on, just as much as um, the size of that egg and how well that bird can lay that egg. So again, I think it's important to start thinking about things from the very start as opposed to just as when that uh, hand starts laying that egg. Why should calcium receive particular attention? So calcium is something that people always go to when they start thinking about eggshells because many people know the eggshell gives a, a good amount of calcium within it. So this is the first thing that people start thinking about. And it's, it is incredibly important because the eggshell itself is about 95% uh, calcium carbonate. And calcium carbonate, one of the main components of it, is calcium. So this is something that certainly needs uh, particular attention. Is the size of the calcium particle important? Yes, it is. And again, this is something that people um, in the industry are taking more and more uh, notice of. Um, and it's important to talk about what are the different sizes. So you can go from a fine calcium particle size to a medium calcium particle size to a coarse calcium particle size. And what's important is you have to think of the fine calcium size as um, certainly needed, but it gives that quick uh, shot of calcium. So the bird can absorb it quite quickly because they don't need to break it down at all. But as you start moving towards the coarse calcium, this one is good because it gives a longer amount of time for that bird to break down 
the calcium and then a longer amount of time for that bird to absorb the calcium. So something like this is important as the bird goes into nighttime and starts really putting that calcium onto or calcium onto the shell or laying down that shell because when it's nighttime she's not eating. So um, this slow release or slow breakdown of course calcium really helps out during this time. So it's not that you need only one or only the other. You need a really good combination of both. And this changes as the birds get older. As the birds get older, you're tending towards going more and more coarse, but still having a certain amount of fine in there. And it's really about knowing your ratios. And that's where the nutritionist can really um, help in terms of how to deal with the fine to coarse calcium ratio. And what other nutrition elements, such as minerals, can impact eggshell quality and how? In terms of other nutrition elements, I think I think it's important to start thinking about what they are. So again, as I said before, when people think of eggs, they often think of calcium in terms of the actual egg shell. But there's other components to it. So the you in the in the egg shell itself, you have an inner as well as an outer shell membrane. And that outer shell membrane is the calcium carbonate and the inner shell membrane is made of many other components. So you want to make sure that you're building strength, not just in your outer shell membrane, but also in that inner shell membrane. And this is really where other nutritional elements come into play, like uh, minerals, which have a very important role in building that eggshell some in terms of the outer, but also some in terms of the inner shell membrane. So for example, things like um, copper, which it helps in a little bit in uh, collagen formation in terms of that eggshell membrane. Um, similar again with things, minerals like manganese as well as zinc, each sort of playing their own different role. And then you can look to things, for example, like selenium, which helps in the actual reproductive uh, tract itself. So all of these kind of put together just as much as other components like, uh, again, that, that carbonate component of calcium carbonate are all other elements that are important for the actual eggshell quality, which have very different roles to play within the whole system itself. How is eggshell quality impacted by gut health? Is there a direct relationship? So I think in terms of a direct relationship, um, it's more of it's more of an indirect relationship in here, and I guess how it's indirect is, I always say in in every presentation that people hear is the bird is ultimately a gut with lots of things attached to it, and that can be applied to any bird it is that we want to talk about because ultimately what we're putting into the bird and having that bird eat, we want it to be able to translate into the performance factors as well as health factors. So in this case, with a laying hen, a hen who's going to provide provide us our table eggs, we want our feed ultimately to translate into uh, table eggs or more table eggs at the end of the day. So if we have a gut which is healthy and which is acting the way we want it to, it means this gut is able to absorb nutrients and translate those nutrients as well as absorb things like calcium, like minerals, and ultimately translate that so it can be used within that reproductive tract or other places within the body. So direct, perhaps not, but certainly indirect, and there is a role between them. What are some of the more common problems being encountered today by egg producers that they're trying to work around or work through? There's always 
many different kind of problems and new problems evolve as, as we uh, keep raising these birds. But I think the ones specifically related to the eggs itself at the moment would be um, that, that aren't related to viral issues, which are certainly happening in, in the industry and are very important um, and I wouldn't want to ignore, but, but relating specifically to the egg would be looking at things like the cracks in the eggs, especially as, as people start either sinking or moving towards or are already using these alternative housing systems. You want to make sure you have a nice, strong egg that is not going to be easily cracked by other um, things happening within the system. Just as much as you want to make sure you have a good egg quality internal eggshell quality, and you want to make sure that you're able to maintain that food safety aspect um, so that you're able to provide safe food or safe eggs ultimately for the public that is consuming those eggs. So those would be common problems, let's say, and encountered by egg producers. And again, the biggest one being those downgrade eggs, which would be your cracks, which would be your dirty eggs. What does it mean to support the good guys in, in relation to eggshell quality? I think that's a it's a very interesting phrase, supporting the good guys. And that is it relates back to this indirect relationship between gut health and eggshell quality. So ultimately with gut health, we want to make sure we're maintaining a healthy and well-balanced gut. Meaning that in the gut there can be good microbes or good bacteria, there can be uh, bad bacteria or bad microbes, or even potentially bad microbes or bacteria. And, and the ones which are potentially bad, those are kind of your opportunistic ones. So if given the right environment, then they will become bad or they will become a problem. So ultimately, when, when we relate back to gut health, we want to make sure we have this balance between our good guys are potentially bad guys and are bad guys. So in order to really help with gut health and ultimately help with how that gut is able to digest and absorb nutrients and then ultimately translate this within the body to help with the egg and the eggshell, we want to make sure that we're supporting those beneficial bacteria or supporting the good guys in, in the end goal really to maintain good gut health. So how do you manage uh, and sustain that balance? There's a couple different factors. It's, it's never just uh, one thing that's going to solve the problem. Everyone always looks for that silver bullet, but when it comes to animals and when it comes to biology, a silver bullet is almost an impossible goal. So you want to make sure that there is a good combination. And I'm talking about a combination of management practices to make sure that we're um, using the best practices, which include best practices in managing the actual birds itself, themselves, just as much as biosecurity on the farm, which is incredibly important, and um, even more so as we start thinking about some of these other viral or bacterial problems that can potentially impact these birds just as much as moving towards the nutrition and the type of uh, nutrition that these birds are receiving. <clears throat> so we want to make sure that they're 
receiving the best nutrition possible with uh, with the best ingredients possible. So making sure that these ingredients are free from contaminants like mycotoxins and making sure that these ingredients are using uh, minerals in their best possible form that are most available and well absorbed by the bird. So this would be things like organic trace minerals versus what is very commonly used as um, inorganic trace minerals. And then also making sure when we talk about management, we want to make sure that there's proper uh, water quality. And really that list can go can can go on for days. So at the end of the day, we just want to make sure we have a good combination of a combination program within um, the diet and the nutrition, a good feed additive program to help with that, just as much as a good management program and good biosecurity. Dr. Price, when we began the conversation, I said we were going to focus on the outside of the egg, but I'm wondering, does the internal quality of an egg in some way impact the quality of its shell? So that's an interesting question um, in that we're still talking about the egg itself, but when we talk about the internal quality of the egg, we're really talking about um, aspects like the yolk color, what the yolk looks like or how high that yolk is, just as much as what the egg white looks like um, and how that egg white spreads. So in terms of is the internal eggshell quality going to have a direct effect on that, how easily or not easily the shell cracks? Possibly not, but I think this is more of an indirect relationship again, where um, if you're you're focusing on a good quality between both internal and external quality, ultimately you're going to have a good quality egg at the end of the day, and that's that's really the target is making sure we have a good quality egg that is safe for consumers to eat. Are there some programs for enhancing eggshell quality that you recommend? Here, I think this is kind of goes back to that combination program. So again, it's important to look at um, not only the management and the biosecurity and the nutrition itself being used, but also that feed additive program that you're using. So we talked or touched a little bit on organic trace minerals and making sure that you're using organic trace minerals that are very available or bioavailable to the bird. So you have that good absorption within the bird, um, just as much as making sure or using other um, feed additive components that can help in terms of supporting those good guys or supporting the beneficial bacteria within the gut. So this can be using components like mananrich fractions, which help to selectively remove bad bacteria and allow a room for good bacteria um, to thrive. Uh, and just a, a sort of two, but there's plenty other feed additive components that can be built into a program to making to make sure that you're having a full comprehensive program on the feed additive side that can match with a full program on the nutrition side and then just as much as what's happening with management and biosecurity. Are there any emerging trends in poultry out there that you're watching that have captured your interest and attention? Yes, there, there's always some new and interesting things coming through. Um, sometimes it unfortunately relates to um, viruses that have come through. So I think something to watch is in the poultry world or the layer world, rather, um, people have been talking about this virus, which is false layer syndrome. So something that we're certainly watching, how this can be handled. Um, and again, this is just sort of one of 
many emerging things um, and also making sure that we have the right biosecurity to avoid any other um, possible avian influenza outbreaks, which we're, we haven't seen at all lately. So hopefully we will not see any moving into the future, um, just as much as, again, sort of the very common ones of making sure that we can do what we can in order to achieve less cracks at the end of the day and less dirty eggs at the end of the day. So there's a couple of different things to to watch out for. And I guess another one which I didn't mention as well is the the constant concern about food safety and making sure that we're producing safe food for our consumers and showing being transparent and showing that we're producing safe food for our, our consumers. So those are a couple of different things that we really need to um I've really grabbed my attention, and I will be following as we go along. All right. Dr. Kayla Price is Poultry Technical Manager for Alltech Canada, and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Ag Future Podcast, presented by Alltech. For show notes and more episodes, visit alltech.com forward slash agfuture. future.